and welcome back to Music Free Static. I hope you're having a fabulous day, and it is time for another really late movie review. <laughs> That's right, I finally got around to seeing the Super Mario Brothers movie, and uh, let's, let's talk about it. So, so Super Mario Brothers movie um, was fun. Here's the TLDR. It was fun. I liked it. Okay, cool. Everyone just stopped and they're out now. But uh, no, it, it's it's fun. It's not. It's definitely a kids' movie. Let's not uh, pretend it's anything but that. But it's it is definitely a nostalgia fest for for people like me who grew up playing Mario on the Nintendo and have played Mario games ever since. It was it was great. Um, even the it's it has so many flipping callbacks and, and Easter eggs and fan servicey things, most of which are just sort of in the background and are fun. It's not like they most of them they they draw attention to them, but they're they're cool stuff from the the rap that was the intro theme song to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show way back in the day. Um which they use as an advertisement for their, uh, that Mario and Luigi make for their plumbing business or just the little things you've got uh super jump man, I think, and, or just jump man. I forgot what it was in the background, which I think was the original Mario game, uh, or the first game that Mario was in. That's not a arcade machine. You've got just a bunch of these little things throughout, which is kind of fun. There are some aspects of it that were just straight up. Oh yeah. We're going to do, Mario Kart now, and they do, and they build carts straight out of the game, uh, and now they're on Rainbow Road, and yep, it's it's Mario Kart, and there's even a bit with um, Mario and Donkey Kong, which looks like it's trying to be Super Smash Brothers, but in a little bit more Mario way. I thought they might have leaned more into the whole original Donkey Kong game, but they didn't, uh, as far as that goes, but still... There's a bunch of those types of things for those who those who play a lot of the games. Like, um, you'll you'll see the, see those. Oh yeah, this is definitely a Mario level. Yep, woohoo, or wahoo, or however you want to do it. And yeah, so that that was that was fun. There's a lot of that. We'll just get that out of the way now. Um, but the callbacks are what for me, made it just uh, a little bit giggle-worthy. It's like, oh, yeah, well, look, there's the thing. And, oh, it's baby Luigi, just like in uh, Mario Kart. woo Right. But the rest of the story is fine. The story is fine. It was. It's interesting. They've... Mario gets pulled into the Mushroom Kingdom, which was always the, the deal, right? Because why is everybody else not human and Mario and Luigi are the only humans there? Well, obviously, they come out from another kingdom. Peach, of course, it being the exception to the only human there issue. Apparently, she was found and adopted into the Mushroom Kingdom when she was itty-bitty. So, cool. But what's fun is... Basically, Mario, of course, has no clue what's going on, which is typical. You're fish out of water type story, right? 
Mario has no clue what's going on. He's in a strange place. There are mushrooms everywhere. He doesn't like mushrooms. You know, that type of thing. He meets Peach, and she's trying to save her kingdom before Bowser shows up to uh, conquer it and force her into a marriage. Very uncool, Bowser. Very uncool. So they go on their way. Now, what's fun is Peach is a very competent person, right? She's she's not the princess who needs to be saved. They do make one your princess is in another castle crack somewhere, but but Peach, by in and of herself, is is perfectly fine. And I love the way they pulled in uh, some of the different aspects. So she's there, I think, in her pink uh, classic peach dress. But as she's talking to Mario, they're in a field of uh, fire flowers, and she picks one up and and absorbs the power from the, the fire flower, right, just like you would in the game. And it changes her dress colors, just like you would in the game. And now it's, the dress is red on the bottom, white on the top. You know? Yep, fireballs. That's, that's how, you know, Mario has fireballs when his when he gets red overalls in a white shirt instead of blue overalls in a red shirt, right? So all of that's fun. And the, the story is fairly simple. Again, you know, and just like all of these, full spoilers, She uh, she's trying to save her kingdom. She's going to go recruit the, the uh, Donkey Kong kingdom. And sure, Mario manages to convince them by beating Donkey Kong one-on-one -on -one in a fight. Great. And there's this wonderful one-shot of the Mario Kart race down Rainbow Road, which ultimately cuts off the army, and now Peach and Mario have to save the day by themselves, which, again fairly expected and then with the uh i don't know if i know it's, it's pretty expected everyone gets gets captured by koopa or by bowser bowser and the koopas you know all that fun stuff and then eventually they're freed and now they show up and yay they get to help you know the whole whole MacGuffin is a superstar Right, it's the, the Invincibility Star. Well, you know, Bowser wants it. Look, I'm invincible. Of course Peach is going to want to marry me now, right? Good old six-year-old dating logic, right? And, of course, eventually Mario and Luigi get it and cue up Mario star music, and they go running through the army. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And single-handedly beating the snot out of everybody. So... A lot of the stuff you kind of see coming, which, you know, isn't necessarily a, a bad thing. It's not a, this is not a deep thought provoking movie where you really ha want to sit and analyze everything. It's not that. It's still fun. Still a, an enjoyable movie. I can understand why this thing made a billion dollars because it's, it, it's fun, Right. This was the thing, right? Nintendo tried to do a Mario Brothers movie back in the 80s, and it was not good, right? 
they try, it was live action with Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper, I think, played Koopa. I think they, I think they even called him Koopa. They don't think they called him Bowser. Um, John Leguizamo, I think it is, played Luigi, right? And it was just bad. And Mario, the way the Mario world works really lends itself to animation, okay? That's not a game that translates well into live action. There are some, even if they're a little cartoony, you could pull the live action and still be cool. Mario is not one of those movies, or not one of those games. It really benefits from an animated movie rather than being um, live action, because there's just so much about it that is that's weird when you're in person, and how do you justify it, right? The growth mushroom. They show that for the first time, and ooh. Mario's big, he's strong. Woohoo! How do, how would you do that in live action? You can't really. They try to fake it. Like how does how did Mario and Luigi jump so high? Oh, they get rocket boots or something. Um But yeah, it just doesn't quite it just doesn't quite work in live action. Well you put that into animation, and then you can use that whole way of that whole world, and just tell your story. Now remember, mentioned the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. They had Mario Brothers shorts as, as animated. I can't remember if they did one or two per half-hour episode. But it was, here's Mario and family and friends and everything. All animated, they get there's always a musical bit in the middle of it somewhere. But, you know, they could get firepowers, they could get the raccoon suit, because it was Mario Brothers 3 was the latest thing that was out at the time. Right? You get the Tanuki suit, or you get the frog suits, or very rarely you get fireballs. And they would have their story. And that's basically what Nintendo and and the studio here did. Is they just... We're just going to animate it, and we're going to lean into the fact that Super Mario Brothers, as a game franchise, is just just cartoony. So, fine, we'll be cartoony. And it works. Now, there's no doubt in my mind, Nintendo is thinking, you know what, I think we need to uh, be looking at sequels and stuff here, because... You have a movie that makes a billion dollars. It's hard to say, let's not do that again. Now, I don't know quite how they might do that. The problem, this is a, this is a movie I think that would suffer from, from a uh, bad sequel. So the problem with so many sequels is they want to take the original, whatever the original did, and oh, well, let's just do that again. And that doesn't, work very well. That's why sequels always had such a bad reputation. It wasn't really until, I think Star Wars was one of the first ones that really took the idea of a sequel and instead of, let's just do that again, instead went on and said, 
let's continue the story because the Empire Strikes Back is not Star Wars again. It's let's take the characters. What's the natural progression of the story? Well, they blew up the Death Star, but the Empire still exists. The Emperor is still out there. Vader escaped. Now what? And the Empire Strikes Back, right? That's, it's not the, the rehash, right? That's sort of the problem like Bill and Ted had. He had Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which was most triumphant. And then you get into the bogus journey, which was bogus. It was not a good movie. I know there are some people who like it, but it's just, it really is just, oh, Bill and Ted go through on, go on another adventure. And it was just, it just didn't quite have the same punch. Even Indiana Jones had that, like Temple of Doom is okay, but it always kind of feels like these are the, these are the bits that didn't make it into Raiders of the Lost Ark. And in some cases that's true. And we'll just throw them all into a, one movie. And so even though Indy as a character lends himself to that sort of serial adventure, well, actually sort of that adventure of the week type story. So it didn't quite jive. Well, coming back to Mario, yeah, this is the same type of thing where I could easily see two, three, four sequels, however many they want to pump out, that, yeah, they're, they're Mario, but what sort of adventures do you tell? What type of stories do you tell? Now, what I, I could really see them do something like, oh, let's pull in Wario and, and Waluigi. Right, that that's a fun story, right? Here's sort of the your your inverse characters, which Marvel has a problem with, right? The, the hero is always fighting an evil version of himself, himself in that first uh, the first movie or something. So you could do that with Mario. It's like, oh yeah, here's Waluigi and Wario and another fun adventure there, and it's not like Mario doesn't have it's not a loosely defined canon, but there's a fair cast of uh, characters there that you could do. They, you, you could do a Luigi's Mansion movie, um, right? All that type of stuff. That could be fun, right? So, so, yeah, expect to see lots more of those. And honestly, if they're all sort of the same quality as what came out with uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, I think it's going to be cool. I think that you're going to end up with a franchise. I don't think they're all going to make a billion dollars. I think this one did in part because it was it was new and refreshing and it was uplifting and it was short. Okay? And it wasn't a two and a half hour uh, slugfest. And you had people my age who's like, oh yes, look at all the nostalgia. I have played all these games and they are all in the movie, right? Well, you know, I don't think you're going to have that quite that nostalgia kick with the uh, sequels. But, yeah, you could pull in. 
they had the an end credit scene of of Yoshi. All right, so now here's Mario, and he can, you know, get introduced to Yoshi. Say have to save Yoshi, something like that. Yoshi is trapped in New York, and they need to save him. Something I don't know. But there are a lot of options, and I think a lot of them are good. And you could get a very solid, uh, solid movie that makes money. That I don't think they'll all cross that billion dollar threshold. But that's fine. And Nintendo can really pull a, a solid series of movies. And hopefully, this will open Nintendo up to using a lot of their other IP for more on-screen storytelling. Because there are, there are th uh, franchises that they have that would absolutely do wonderful as movies. Kirby, for example, would be a, a fun, in the same vein, Kirby would be a fun, uh, a fun story because there are lots of Kirby stories and they're all sort of cute and cuddly and fun, but would, would be perfect in this same sort of style. Legend of Zelda, you could do it as another animated one. That one I think would be perfect as a live action adaptation. Though it would be great and animated too. Because you could even take the same style that's in Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom and you could totally just lay that out. All right, here is Link on his quest. You can, and yeah, there are some things you'd have to cut out, things that you'd have to change. My personal take is that The Legend of Zelda, at least this current reboot of of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom would be an excellent TV series. Something that, that goes up on streaming somewhere. Because Link's adventures really would, would work beautifully as he's, in, as he's investigating the mystery. Breath of the Wild is like, why am I here? What is going on? Where is everybody? What's happening? And eventually, meet you know meets Zelda does and you know get the Master Sword and defeat Ganon and all that fun stuff. And then Tears of the Kingdom. It's the same. Is the perfect follow up sequel of what happened to what happened to everybody. You wake up. It's five, six, seven years later, something like that. Zelda's missing. There are massive changes. All the weapons have disintegrated. Ganon is Ganondorf, full-on muscular red-headed monster that he is, um, is coming. So what do you do? How do you, how do you stop it? Right? That whole story and what happens, what, is a story that you could really you could really lay that out over time and that would be really cool. So one of these days I'm gonna do a podcast that's books and things that I think would be better as as a, as a TV series rather than a movie. But The Legend of Zelda is a game that I think would would be better applied as or better realized as a series rather than a, a movie.
Mario? Nah, heck, you could pump out movies like that all the time. You know, you've got, I said, War, Wario is a, would be a great villain for one. You could, you know, Bowser could always escape. It's not like they killed him. He could escape and he can be back as a threat. Um, you could do all that fun stuff. And heck, after pulling in, you know, Zelda and Pikmin and I don't know what other games they might want to throw, you could do the, the uh, Nintendoverse and bring all of them together for something, right? Some Super Smash Brothers style mashup, perhaps. And that would be fun. I think if, I think Nintendo, having seen the success here, really could, is going to open the, the gates and, and let this content out. At least I hope so. Because there's some great stuff there that would be fun, uh, fun movies, and I would love to, to see them. So, anyway, I, I sort of digressed away from Mario, but the Mario movie's fun. It's not deep. But it's a it's a fun hour and a half or so to kick back and just just enjoy some some fun Mario nostalgia and a pretty pretty basic story done pretty well. So that's it for my really late movie re review of the Super Mario Brothers. Um, for for more really late movie reviews and anything else I happen to want to talk about. Subscribe to this podcast on your your favorite platform. Um, give it a like. Give it a, a five-star rating, whatever it is your platform does. And until next time, be excellent to each other. And this is Music Free Static, signing off. <laughs>